Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Hey! Hey! Welcome back. It is. Welcome to June. It is? Welcome back, it is. Yeah, you're right. We're back. And it's June. Like we are every week. Because we're most, consistent. Um, mostly consistent. Except for when you fuck off or we take Christmas off. Or you go to Hawaii. There was a show that week. There was. I prepped. You did prep. I was there. I don't know. Did people like it? Probably not. There are occasions when we take a week off. Well-deserved weeks off, I might add. It's usually just Christmas. Oh, All there's right. usually a midsummer one where I go on a vacation and we take the week off. Well, Emily's I, on the I, show. I don't take the week off. I'm you, here every week. You rest for no one. No. You hold the distinction of being on every show ever. Yeah. I guess as a random preamble, do you want to do things I read this week? I mean, I don't think I have a choice, but yes. Yeah, you have to deal with things I read this week. Okay, fine. I read the, the book about um, Mad Max, the making of it, Blood, Sweat, and Chrome. Okay, how was that? Delight, end to end. I was so joyous with it. I just couldn't have been happier. It was so great. Just what a great making of. Were there pictures? It's not about the pictures. It's about the story. But pictures, behind the scenes pictures. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I know that this is a comic book show where there's like words and pictures, but. So there, no, were, it, there were no pictures in the book. It was just fantastic. All right, good. Just take the book for what it is. I will. I'm just asking if there were pictures. I wasn't going to degrade the book if it didn't have pictures. Fantastic. Today, on my way into work, um, this came out, I don't know, a week or two ago. There's a new Stephen King short story through the um, app Scribd. Yes, I've heard of the app. And um, I signed up for a free trial. I listened to the book. Basically, I did it on my entire commute into work. Then I unsubscribed an hour later. Okay. Got myself a free little Stephen King short story. How was it? Okay, but with a really solid ending. All right. And now I am uh, started a couple of days ago, Quentin Tarantino's novelization of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Still haven't seen that yet. Yeah. Movies, okay. Book, bad. Okay. <laughs> it's um, it's real bad. If you uh, were really concerned about like how is he going to fit his foot fetish into a non-visual medium, oh, he does it. Was it very gross? Was it grotesquely descriptive? My gun. Well, I was more concerned about the nude 15-year-old. But, yeah, there's a, there's a ton of feet talk in this. And there's a weird, like, reverence towards Roman Polanski. I'm like, oh, yeah? Oh. And it's just not, for a guy who does, like, great dialogue, I, it's not a well-written book. And it's not very interesting. And it not that it needs to follow the movie exactly. It changes around. Like, the, the finale of the movie happens, like, by about, like, the third mark like oh yeah and here's the finale and he barely touches it which is like a really big finale like a bunch of people die and they get like hammered in the head and get like shot with flamethrowers like yeah i know whatever happens there's a flamethrower i guess i'm really glossing over that we still have another two-thirds of a book to go (laughs) it's like a like a sequel like an epilogue no it's just a rearranging i'm not done with it um but it's also not very good okay so (laughs) So it's two things you read and one thing you listened to what's the difference there's a lot. No, there's not. Yeah. You didn't read the Stephen King book. It was read to you. If you take in the information, it's all the same. There's no difference. I I, I mean, do you read audiobooks or do you listen to audiobooks? Same thing. If you're, Are they the same thing? 100%. If you're disseminating the same amount of information, if anything, audiobooks, make sure that like you can't skip around or like even kind of get like lazy with it. So you're saying it's better to do an audiobook than actually read? No, I'm saying they're the same. All right. I'm just trying to peel back the onion. I really don't have an opinion in the matter. If you're getting the same amount of information I'm, in... I'm just presenting both sides of the argument. No, it's a stupid argument. I've heard I people didn't say, say it was that. a good argument. I'm just presenting both sides of it. But yeah, that's my um, things uh, I read this week. And yes, audio is counted in that. Okay. Because if you're getting the same amount of information, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the uh, in the method, the methodology or the medium in which you consume the information. It's just that you consume the information. If, if you take it in, it's all the same. So does that mean when you watch a movie, you're reading a movie? You know what's been bugging me? Every time I turn on Disney Plus, they've been thrown on the subtitles automatically. Like, what? Have you been getting that? Like, what the fuck's up with that? Yeah, I, I don't just, want the it, subtitles. I just ignore it. Turn them off. But no, you didn't answer my question then. No, just taking the information. If you're taking in the information, you're taking so you're in saying the information. That watching a movie, listening to an audiobook, and reading a book are all the same. Listening to a movie, no, because there's a visual aspect of that. There's no visual aspect to an audiobook. There isn't a visual aspect to reading a book either. There is. It's the mind's eye. Oh, my God. This is going to be a long show. <laughs> all right. What do we got going on this week? Oh, my God. I want to kill you already. Uh, we got the news of the week. You're just all jagged up about the uh, the movie tonight. Not the, the movie, the game. 
You're on edge. We're, it's a big game. We got sports reports. We're introducing a new segment. Celtics need to win tonight. No pressure. No, they don't. That's why it's a seven-game series. They don't need to win tonight. They just need to win four. Four of seven. Well, now they have home court advantage. They need to win tonight to maintain home court advantage. In the mind's eye. Oh, my God. I've had it up here with you already. Up to your mind's eye. <laughs> up to my ass. Your ass is by your head. I've been telling you that for years. Yeah, your head up your ass. All right, we got the news. We got a new segment. We got sports reports. We're going to be talking, hey, uh, Indiana Jones is coming out, so let's talk about director James Mangold and some of his action adventures and your questions. It's a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to dive right into the news. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. Trailers. Lots and lots of trailers. <laughs> big trailers week. All of the trailers. Let's start with Prey, a movie like you act like you were seeing it for the information for the first time, despite us watching a teaser for it like two to three weeks ago. Oh, Black Adam? No, Prey. Oh, Prey. Yeah, that one. You're like, yeah, oh, I knew it was a... I didn't yell at you in the moment. I wanted to. No, you were too busy yelling at your Roomba. (laughs) This is a show I just want to yell at you. What did I do wrong? (laughs) You're like, I knew it was a Predator movie. Yeah, we talked about it like two weeks ago. You know how memorable it was that we talked about it two weeks ago? (laughs) Not very... I think this looks awesome. I like it. It has a very much um, like primal feel to it. I like searching up the format. I like that you're just stacking the odds against your protagonist. I mean, maybe we'll watch but some, again, I some think of the Predator movies. The Predator is finding itself always at a disadvantage because it seems like it always loses to primal weapons. And that's kind of what we're getting here. Like The Predator movies, they are it's a very hit and miss series. We're not including Alien versus Predator in here. I mean, the first one is great. The second one... I think is grossly underrated, but I'm not going to go as far as to call it good, which is, it's fun. It's is the it, second it, one with Danny Glover. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. It's in the future, like of LA and like the future of like 1997 or something. But now they said we'd have uh floating flying cars. Now they have, they have uh, Taco Bells with four lanes of drive through that bring you your food with drones. And then there was Predators, which is for as much as I'm saying Predator 2 is underrated. Predators is insanely underrated. That movie's great. It was reviewed really poorly, which I didn't realize at the time when I watched it. Like, for the first time, I'm like, I love this movie. This is awesome. And then it was like, oh, critics all hated it. They're wrong. Predators, you know, they're doing the aliens thing. It's amazing. And then there was the Shane Black one, which is um, autism is a superpower that they're trying to dissect. Uh, it's weird and bad and awkward. And there was a sex predator in there. Oh, a legitimate predator. Yeah. Uh, so terrible terrible movie so i'm i'm all for a hey let's just go back to a different time period and say that the predators are here yeah i think they've always been here looking for the grand champion of the planet hunting definitely don't watch the shane black one it explains why they keep coming to earth and it's uh, uncomfortable uh, yeah okay noted that's a bad movie but i'm looking forward to this one and this is just going to be it's on hulu and to, look i as a fan of the cinema Maybe sacrilege. Oh, the, um, the cinema. I like uh, not leaving my house. I don't really want to be around a crowd. People talk about like, oh man, like you get like people get excited and yell and scream and whatever. I don't want to be a part of that. I want everyone to shut the fuck up and I want to be left alone. So I really like movies just coming straight to streaming. Okay, noted. I don't know. That's just my opinion of things. I I am not part of like, oh man, we were all there and it was a collective experience and it was awesome. I'm like, no, I just want to be able to pause it, take a leak, you know, pop my own popcorn. Yeah, but movie theater popcorn, if it's done right, is really good. Be left alone. Do you have your own chemical butter? No, we just, whatever the regular popcorn is. Are you a kettle corn kind of person? No, I hate kettle corn. Why do you hate kettle corn? I don't like the flavor. Oh, whatever. Kettle corn's bad. Oh. Just regular popcorn. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, pray. I think it looks awesome. I like buttered popcorn. Yes, everyone likes buttered popcorn. Not everyone, but most people do. Yeah. Uh, Sandman had its first trailer for the Netflix I see. I remember that we had read a Sandman book. Yes. Also, a couple of weeks ago, we did read a Sandman book because the show is upcoming. Yes. See, I, it all tied together in my mind's eye. Whatever. I think it looks fine. Um, they got a weird looking lanky kid playing Morpheus. Good for him. And I know I questioned while we read that book. I'm like, what are they going to do as the series? Well, apparently they're just going to do the beginning of the series as the series. I'm like, all right. Why not? He's been trapped for 75 years. All these weird, like, Victorian people wanted to capture death. They got Dream instead. Then he busts out and he has to go get his stuff back. Sounds like a good adventure. Yeah, I'll take it. Why not? <laughs> I mean, I think this this is a story that will work better as a show than a movie. So, yeah, if you want to put the money and the effort behind it, I'm all for it. Mystical. 
But speaking of Netflix, mm. they're going to be developing a new Ghostbusters animated show. Is it like the real Ghostbusters? Uh, I would guess it's kind of in that vein. Uh, well, no, because not... there was different types of Ghostbusters. Yes, there are two Ghostbusters shows. I know the one with the the one with the the monkey. Is that the real oh, Ghostbusters? Even, no, that that Ghostbusters was a different go- franchise, which they had to be able to get the rights to because yeah, and the real Ghostbusters was a different thing because it was um, a TV show back in the day. I think it was a movie, and then it was a show, and because they had the name, and then just to get around copyright, they called it the Real Ghostbusters for the animated series, which was fine. It's a fine show, uh, as I say that as someone who hasn't seen it in you know thirty years. Uh, what was the first Ghostbusters? But the guy, uh, the voice of Vankman in the Real Ghostbusters animation, uh, same guy who voiced Garfield. Yeah, and Lorenzo that's music. Yeah, and there's some other connection with a Venkman and a Garfield. Yes, we all know the trivia. Yes, okay, just saying. I am so sassy, don't I? You are really sassy. Full of sass, full of piss and vinegar. And yeah, Film Nation's Ghostbusters. And this tea that I'm drinking. I'm full of piss, vinegar, and tea. Yeah, these guys right here. But uh, Jason Reitman apparently is going to be a part of it. Well, I might poo-poo this generally, given what Netflix did with uh, He-Man, a show that I did not care for and I thought made it really interesting. I'm like, okay, sure, why not? Like, I know you're not going to get, you know, the voice actors back to, you know, like Bill Murray won't be there and like Dan Aykroyd won't be there or whatever, or Ernie Hudson or any of those people. But if you can deliver a good product, sure, why not? Try it. Is Lorenzo Music still alive? No, he's not. He passed away in 2001. (laughs) So, you know, a decade or two off. Yeah, like 21 years. So two. Yeah. Uh, Let's just keep rolling with... (laughs) Uh, DC news, I guess. Uh, you know what movie didn't need a sequel? A lot of them. <laughs> probably, probably, uh, yes, you're right. A lot of movies don't really need sequels. Yeah, that's not. That's a really broad brushstroke that you Look, laid down Look, the Joker there. is back. Oh, is he really? He, he's joking again. Oh, Murray. Joaquin Phoenix, directed by Todd Phillips. He's back, the Joker too. Uh, I didn't write down the title, but it was very pretentious, and I was tired immediately just hearing its announcement. Now I want to know what the title is. Is it the Joker 2 in the mind's eye? It's something French. It's all like, oh man, what if we all have a madness together? But we also have the word 2 in there, so you know it's a sequel. Uh, Joker 2. Title revealed. Bad news for everyone living in a society. Joker 2 <laughs> is a script and a working title. Yikes. Let's see. Oh, Folly Adieu. I was against this movie when we were in the theater watching it. I was just groaning away. You were not happy. Oh, my God. It wouldn't end. It had more endings than Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it also earned 11 Oscar nominations. Don't care. Shit movie. Hated it. Uh, guess what? We won't be watching for the show. Joker of Folly Adieu? Yeah, no. I, there's no way in hell. No way in hell I'm going to watch IGN that IGN gave Joker a perfect score calling it a film that should leave comic fans and non-fans alike disturbed and moved in all the right ways. I don't think you were. Were you? I can't wait to see what Martin Scorsese movie it rips off this time, but I guess I'll never know. Does he get to dance on the stairs again? Because I'm not going to watch it. Oh, my God. Does he get to dance on the stairs again? No. I think they closed down those stairs because people were just jokering it up on them. But people need those stairs to get from A to B. I really hated that movie. Um, there's no way I'm watching a sequel. Oh. No way. I don't care if we are a comic book show. I'm not going to pay money to see that. Okay. I really hated that movie. And the more I sit with it, I hate it more. It's unpleasant. All right. I believe you. You were there. I was. <laughs> I've only watched it the one time. You liked it more than I did. Yeah, but again, which, it's- Which uh, is a very low bar to cross. Like, oh, I didn't revile it. Yeah. You know what? It wasn't all bad. <laughs> yeah. Um. No fucking way. Not going to watch it. Okay. I can't- Even the title is like, uh, <laughs> look at how special we are. Like, yeah, fuck you. Not happening. Well, thankfully, it's only a working title. Well, maybe my opinion will change if they make it. Joker 2, we're sorry. Yeah. Joker 2, we folly a dude the first one. <laughs> folly a dude. You know what? I will see it if they change it to Joker 2, send in the clowns. Then I'll watch it. Joker 2, <laughs> the rise of Murray. <laughs> oh, my God. What a, I just did not enjoy that movie, and I have no interest in the sequel at all. Speaking of movies I have no interest in, Morbius came back to theaters this I weekend. I saw that. Despite being out on streaming already. They're like, we need more digital. money. Well, it came back out because there was a lot of a lot of more Morbius buzz. Because I, I can't remember the guy's name. I didn't write it down. I'm sorry. Someone like did a whole thing about like 
saying things that happened Morbius just because it was such a silly, over-the-top bad movie, saying there's a part of the movie where Morbius screams, it's Morbin time, and the internet has just been making fun of the movie, and the internet was making fun of the movie so hard that Sony went, look at all of this engagement we have, (laughs) (laughs) and re-released the movie, and it bombed again. Fool me once, shame on you, Sony. Fool me twice, shame on me. They're just making fun of you. That's why it had any kind of like rise on Twitter. It's moving the needle, Zach. No, they were just getting made fun of, and they didn't realize it. Oh, I could tell Sony all about that. That's been my life for 37 years. They just, it was so amazingly tone deaf. Like, yeah, they made like 85,000 for the number of screens. I saw a breakdown. It was like, basically it made... $80 $80 per screen. So people paid to go see this movie again. I mean, it made less than a million being re-released. Like I said, $80 per screen. That is nothing. That's like 10 no people. One, That's no 10 one came pe- out. That isn't even 10 people per screen. <laughs> That's insane. They just didn't get there being made fun of. And then Jared Leto put out a video on Twitter where someone comes up to him like, oh, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just reading the script. Just reading the script. It's like Morbius 2. It's Morbin time. And everyone's like, oh, okay, the meme is dead. Yes. That's how you turn it around. Congratulations. It's dead. It's not fun for anyone anymore. Now you're just kicking a dead horse. Yeah. Yeah, it is. A dead Morbius. Tra- he was trying to be kind of meta about it, like um, Ryan Reynolds was at the end of the second Deadpool when he kills himself yeah. during the reading of the Green Lantern script. Yeah, but Morbius fails yet again. Also a movie I'm not going to watch. I don't care if this is a comic book show. I'm not doing it. It's true. Can't make me. I'm not watching... So just point out, we will watch Maximum Overdrive over that. We watched the Space Cat movie. I forget the name of it. Sleepwalkers. Yes, we watched Sleepwalkers. We watched the... You know what? That was fun, at least. It was. We watched the rip-off movie of Star Wars. Remember that? Way you cho- back. No, you way chose back. that. I did, and we watched it willingly. That's not my fault, then. No. As... That was years ago when I hosted the show the one time. <laughs> the man who pushed... Yeah, you're right. You blew it. I did not blow it at all. <laughs> I had great news segment. Black a wonderful Adam, movie. Movie that was announced in 2007 finally has its first trailer. Underwhelming. 2007. You know, I thought the wait would have been worth it. <laughs> no. Um, and I'm what? a big rock guy. This is a Dwayne Johnson dojo. Friend of the show, Dwayne Johnson. One, I there's, there's stuff in there I like. Uh, I love the look of Hawkman. Did not get enough Dr. Fate. They're just like, oh, he's going to put on his helmet. And then you see him for like less than a second. I'm like, no, I want more Dr. Fate. I do Show love Pierce, Pierce Brosnan. Brosnan just yes. flipping about in a silly bell helmet. Remington Steel, baby. Yes, he was Remington Steel. Yes, I know. That's why I, I referenced that. Not a good show. Eh, it, helped land, it helped him to land um, James Bond. Don't support Remington Steel. By the way, speaking of James Bond, did you see that they are remastering and re-releasing GoldenEye for the Xbox? No, I didn't. Oh, well, there you go. See, I brought some news to the show. There we go. Video game history is done, but it still lives in on our But hearts. it is the future. <laughs> um, Whatever. It, yeah, it looks... Like I kneel before no one, but like it's a clear reference of like you know kneeling before Zod, and he's flying in between two jets like it's Iron Man in two thousand eight, but he's just punching one of them. I'm like, yeah. Okay, what are we doing here? Nothing good. We're just making random references to things, and it's The Rock, and the man is a charm factory, but I'm not convinced he's an actor. Yeah, no, I think he is an actor. He's just, I don't think this is a great movie. I don't think it's going to be a good movie. There's a reason why it's been in development hell since two thousand seven. Hey, we'll see. I. I was graduating college in 2007. We can put down some hard-earned cash for this. I've had three careers since then. We're not putting down money for Joker, too, but Black Adam. That was funny. Just mentioning your careers? I've had three careers since this movie was announced. Podcast superstar, educator, (laughs) snow reporter, coach. I've had four. Broadcaster. Hell, I've had five careers. Come at me, Black Adam. Now you're just making up careers. No, it's not true. I've done all of those things. A job does not make a career. Good. See, so you would pass my class. There's a difference between a job and a career. What's your career, Zach? Uh, what are they, So your job where you try and teach people about how to get their shit together, uh, what do you tell them about you? Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> those who can do, those who can't teach, Zach. Makes a lot of sense. Lord of the Rings, they've made some announcements about the most expensive TV series of all time. Oh, really? That well, it's not happening anymore? Oh, no, it's still happening. They, This thing um, is 
the rings of power. One episode of this will, um, you will never make as much money as a single episode of this in your entire life, and all of your investments will be worthless comparatively. That's wow. how expensive the show is. So, 7500 bucks an episode? <laughs> Apparently, the show is going to be five seasons. They have it fully mapped out, and they're like, we literally know what the last shot of the show is going to be. Five seasons? That's not that long compared to other shows, but like, we paid a contract for 50 hours. It's going to be 10, five, or five, 10 episode seasons, and we know exactly what every beat of it's going to be. Like, if we're spending literally billions, uh, we better have a plan. I don't know if I, that's a, what are they going to do for a story? Mm, I guess we'll find out. But, I think it's, you know, go into it with a plan versus, like, trying to milk it for a little bit extra or not have a plan. Like, no, they, they're going into this, like, we got a, we got a map. Tolkien fans are, are rabid. They got to be careful. I think it's, I mean, things can, like, you know, ebb and flow and change or whatever. But I think if they are literally spending, like, a billion dollars on this. Do you think they're going to take a lot from the Silmarillion? I don't know where the rights land on that. That that didn't exist before. I don't know if they do now, but also some stuff from the Silmarillion popped up, but other stuff didn't. It's weird. So there's like you look at there's a bunch of scenes like at the Hobbit movies that are from the Silmarillion, but like they also can't mention that there were two blue wizards by name because those were like under the Silmarillion rights. It's a Which whole the joke was there's two blue wizards, but nobody remembers them. I don't understand how it works. But either way, they got 50 hours planned out. They know what they're doing. Cash money, baby. I guess we have to keep our Amazon, our Amazon Prime subscriptions going. I do like my Amazon Prime subscription. I get things in a timely manner when I order them online. We're going to keep doing that anyway. All right. That's it for the n- news. I, yeah, I did mention that. I mentioned the Ghostbusters yes. animated show. All right. Moving on. Hey, this week in video game history is gone. It is. We have a new theme coming up. It's not here yet. The boys in the lab are cooking it up. There's only one boy in his his lab, and you <laughs> passively aggressively employ him to do it. No, I send him an email. He... Okay, so you were politely passively aggressive. It was a passive aggressive. I just said, "Hey, would you, you mind doing this?" Also, how's your life? What are you up to? Where are you at? Where but you, you started living? by just saying it on the show, "Hey, sound guy, we need a new thing." <laughs> I learned that uh, direct communication was a better way to do it. Yes, because he's usually a couple weeks behind because he's a busy man. Doing stuff. Yeah, whatever. The boys in the lab are on a theme. We don't have it yet for this week. but When, we're did, gonna... when did we hire another boy in the lab to be with him? You know what? When did he get a ward? <laughs> Pretend that this is a bigger operation than it is. I got a weird email about the show this week. I'm like, do I look into this? We'll see. Wait, wait, what? No. Now now you got to tell me about it. Oh, it was about advertising stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, maybe. Oh, what are we going to advertise? I don't know. I don't know if we're doing it. Really? Advertising? Can everyone get out of here? No. I'm. Well, okay. Well, then you're going to do the rest of the show by yourself. All right, but we're going to go into our news. Is it something like Viagra or something? I don't know. Some sort of male enhancement pill? I mean, I'll do it. I'll fill for anything. It's a weird email. It's like, you've done 100 episodes. What an accomplishment. I'm like, you're like a couple years late on that one. No, maybe it went to your spam. Maybe we could have monetized a long time ago. All right, but we're going to move on to our new segment, Weird Comics Facts. I don't know how this segment is going to work. Hey, we're going to feel it out. I'm tying it into our uh, content of this week. Maybe it will always okay. be connected to the thing. Maybe it won't. Maybe I'll change the format how I present it to you. All right. So we I, have a year of this crap. I've definitely brought this up before, but that's okay. We're going to go right. back to it. In New X-Men 121, we see Charles. This is weird comics facts. Okay. We see Charles Xavier's first battle. Okay. Where does it occur? In his mind's eye. The womb. Oh, Wow. It occurs in the womb. A twin is born in the womb with him. Not is naturally, it? though. This is what the alien race, the Shi'ar, called Mamadri. Mamadre? A Mamadri. Okay. It's supposed to be a spirit that's like an opposite part of you that has to be defeated. So like an evil version of you. Oh, like the yin to your yang kind yeah. of thing? Except Charles Xavier's Mamadri was so powerful, it wasn't just a spirit. It became a physical being, another twin in the womb. And they fought? And what did she do? Cassandra Nova, his evil twin? Takes Charles Xavier's umbilical cord, wraps it around his neck, and starts punching him in the face. That's dark. Also, the way that you were very aggressive in pantomiming that and seemed generally excited about it. In the womb. What is wrong with you? Well. A lot. While she's doing that, Charles Xavier has a massive psychic blast to defeat her. Except his mother is walking up the stairs. She falls down those stairs. Oh, no. It has a miscarriage, including a stillbirth of his twin Cassandra. She comes back, though, later. That's in the not LA. weird comics facts. That is dark as hell, man. No, that's weird comics facts. That's not weird as dark. It's a dark storyline. It's not like a weird... A weird fact would there, be like... No, there are literal images in that story of a baby wrapping an umbilical cord around another baby and punching it in the face. 
I think like a, a weird fact would be like they only use a certain type of color ink or they only use um, Sharpie markers. No, that's where we're starting. Okay. Weird comics facts. Well, you've set a very low bar. <laughs> I think I've set a very weird bar. You set. I'm surprised we've even set a bar at all. <laughs> it's a weird ass bar. It is. It's it's <laughs> twisted. Ch- choking out a baby and then okay, okay, I'm uncomfortable. You, then you make your mother have a miscarriage <laughs> with a stillborn. Okay, thank you. Weird comics facts. Yeah. Hmm. These transition transitions are going to be weirder now. How do I connect it to sports? Um. Hmm. From Casanova trying to choke out Charles Xavier to somebody choking in the NBA Finals. No, it was Cassandra Nova. I was gonna. Oh. I was even thinking of like a, a Drake thing of like being on stairs, like started from the bottom. Now we hear, but it's like a Raptors thing. From falling downstairs to being one step closer to an NBA title. From. Hmm. Can I go back to the news? Uh, from. Hmm. From Morbius returning to the. Uh, NFL OTA is returning. It's time for Jared's Sports Reports. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared's Sports Report. Well, they're not OTAs. They're mandatory minicamps now. What? A- At least that's what the Patriots are doing right now. They're in the middle of a mandatory minicamp. Yes, you're right. Whatever. But here we are. Would Jared's you like me to redo the No, the no, line? we're fine. We're fine. You're going to bung it up even more, so... Yeah, we'll start with the, the kind of some big news this week out of Boston. Bruce Cassidy is out as the Bruins coach. He was fired this week. Kind of shocking. Should have won a championship. Uh, yeah, well, also everyone's saying that it really isn't 100% Bruce Cassidy's fault. They should also look at getting rid of Sweeney and Don Sweeney and Cam uh, Neely as well and just redo the whole front office there with the Bruins. Just knowing that the core of that team is is getting on the back end of their careers and they their window is closing to... Um, kind of blow things up in the front office they've kind of underachieved a little bit the last couple of years there's that joe madden you might remember him as the one-time manager of the tampa bay rays well the red sox got him fired from his job in california with the los angeles angels of anaheim in the middle of a 10-game losing streak the red sox bounced him out of his job after they beat the angels out on the west coast the red sox above 500 and cruising right now after being really abysmal it's almost like a carbon copy of the celtic season Mm. Uh, so good for the Red Sox. They are uh, they're in the wild card spot now and climbing, and we are just getting to June. <laughs> Ooh, so you climbing June, July, and August. You got three months. Well, you were saying the same thing about the the Celtics in January. Like, ooh, they're turning it around. They're climbing, and look where they are now. They're three wins away from a world championship. So, haha. Uh, Patriots in the middle of mandatory mini camps, and a lot of rumor and conjecture as to who the offensive coordinator would be or the person calling plays. Right now, it's leaning towards Matt Patricia. You might remember him from such hits as Patriots defensive coordinator and such flops as Lions head coach. So you've got that. Less likely that it's Joe Judge, who's the quarterback's coach. Now, you might remember him from such... No, you did it once. You did it once. You don't get two. You might remember him from times like being the special teams coordinator for the Patriots, who had the best special teams in the league, to being the really shitty head coach of the... Yeah, I threw a pen at you. The uh, Washington... Not watching the New York Giants. It's a very aggressive show. Yeah. Let's see. What else is there? Yeah, what else is there? In there, uh, the outside news. Oh, Draymond Green is an asshole. <laughs> what? And uh, <laughs> guess what? Who knew? Here's an interesting factoid going into tonight's game three of the NBA Finals, which are tied one game apiece. The Celtics this year, when Scott Foster is officiating in the playoffs, not just the playoffs, in general, uh, or maybe it's, was it the stat, the playoffs? Or this year, when Scott Foster is officiating for the Boston Celtics, they are ten and zero this year. Mm-hmm. Also, they're they have not lost back to back games in the playoffs. No, and also any game that wins game three in the playoffs uh, goes on to when there's a split goes on to win eighty two percent of the time. Yes. What are there? What you think you got stats for me? Huh? No, just letting you know that I've done my research for tonight. All right. Yeah, uh, NBA. As of tonight, we're going into Game Three. Oh, the, by the way, that's why we're not doing Miss Marvel because there wasn't enough time to watch Miss Marvel and uh, have me watch the finals. And that's fine. We'll do Miss Marvel next week. Deal with it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's my. The only stat that matters is turnovers. Whoever has the fewest turnovers. Whenever the Celtics have had 16 or more turnovers, they have lost every game of the playoffs. As well, they should. They're freaking NBA team. They shouldn't be turning the ball over like that. It's the only stat that matters. They need Price. to run more sets. They need to stop running free-form offense sometimes in the half court. Honestly, it could go either way. Uh, I was 
while I don't like to get caught up in like officiating calls, because I think if like you're blaming the officiating, then like there are bigger problems at hand. I feel like I've said that many times on this show. I did not like Steve Javi getting on the call for that, like Jalen Brown, Draymond Green thing where he's like, well, they also have to take into account that he already has one. We don't want to be tossing superstars. I'm like, how? Why is that? That's your takeaway? Yeah. So then play the. Played by the fucking rules. Then it's like, well, I'm going to go get my technical, and then I can raise even more hell because they're not going to kick me out of the game. Oh, yeah. I've seen that going around, and I don't think it's necessarily wrong. You really taught him a lesson by giving him a technical foul and then letting him do worse things throughout the rest of the game. You really reined him in. Yeah. It was just wild to hear like them say that like, on the call. <laughs> like, Oh, shit. Yeah, no. We, um, we all thought that, but you're saying the quiet part out loud. <laughs> Again, because they don't care. They're more concerned about the entertainment value than the actual, like, I don't know. value value. It, it, it could honestly go either way. I Obviously, I'm still, like, I'm favoring Boston. I'm rooting for Boston. But I I don't think it's going to be a five-game series. I mean... You don't I, think the Celtics are going to run a gentleman's sweep here? I think it's going to be six minimum. I, I could... I think seven is probably more likely. It's... Going, going, back, back to Cali, Cali. It, it's a close matchup. It's a good matchup. and So when we record the show next week, the series will still be going on. Yeah. Because there's, what, three games between now and then? But we can definitely cover Miss Marvel because there's not a game next Wednesday. True. But we got Wednesday. Actually, no, there's only two games, Wednesday, Sunday. Yeah. and Oh, no, Wednesday. The, the series will continue on beyond next Wednesday, week. It's Wednesday, Saturday, I think. It just comes down to those turnovers, man. That's it. Yeah, don't turn the ball uh, over. That's the whole story. So you are you predicting a split in Boston? I'd rather see Boston take both, but that's my hopeful brain. My more pragmatic brain says, yeah, probably a split. All right, there we go. We shall see. I, I God, I hope if they got two in Boston, that'd be who that'd be good. But yes, but I, they have played better on the road than at home in these playoffs. Yeah, that's weird. And hey, I was there for it. That's well. <laughs> thank God you're not in Boston tonight. There's a picture of you outside the TD Garden saying, "Don't let this asshole in." <laughs> All right, let's move on. That's sports. Let's move on from there to screaming and streaming. It's time to talk Obi-Wan Kenobi. So you're saying the universe created a sitcom starring two Avengers? Nope. We're screaming at streaming. So let's not waste another minute. Settle in, sharpen your pencils, and check this out. Episode four, the shortest episode. Yes. But it's funny because just the way like timing works like I, I ended up watching last week's episode a second time because my wife was watching it so i got to really sit down with last week's episode i'm like god this is so good really love the third episode and this one yes. i liked a lot too uh obi-wan got his mojo back real fast well he's getting it back he doesn't have it fully back yeah, yet. He's cutting to, he was cutting down those stormtroopers left and right oh, they suck he's starting to get it back i don't think we've seen the fully operational obi-wan yet he was a spinny boy he's like spin spin slice he was doing some he was doing some button mashing, yes. I love the opening sequence when they're both in the back of the tanks. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Uh yeah. Apparently those things cure everything. But you have to stay in them for a while. You can't just like pull yourself out of them. I'm waiting for Obi-Wan to hit him in the head because he doesn't have that scar yet. He doesn't have that big like, no. like leafy head scar that he has in Return of the Jedi. That's We've, not on it. No. Obi-Wan's gotta clock him in the head good. We've got two episodes left and there are like three things that have to happen: the leafy head scar, Qui Gon, and an interaction with Luke. We find no, we find out about Reva. She's like, "I was a, I was a sad Padawan." Yes. And then we cut her head off. Like no redemption for you. Take her head off. Can we talk about how cool Vader was when he was mad? The way he just stormed down and just like literally forced through her. Yeah, yeah I do love a good force choke. That was that was a very hard. He like reared back, and I still I've, I've asked it on the show before, but. How can he manipulate the force with robotic arms? I don't know. It's an energy. It surrounds us. It binds us to all living things. He has half an arm. He has he has four stumps. That's like there was that five when Padme's around. There was um Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> the, well, think about like even uh, Doctor Strange did this where they had like uh, an amputee in there and he, he was making like spinny golden circles That's to everyone else. I think it's the same idea. Yeah. Somebody I did. I did see a comment being. Uh, yeah, I understand that Hayden Christensen is supposed to be playing Darth Vader under the uh, the costume, but we've only seen him like really in the back of the tank and in the desert as a ghost figure. When well, do we get some acting, actual acting between 
him and Obi-Wan. Well, he's doing actual acting, like in the he's con- reading like, the lines. I like that he's the one under there. That makes it cool for yeah. me. I like knowing that, like, because I mean, like, Dave Prowse can do it. Like, the dude is either dead or in a wheelchair, to be honest. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Well, but also, I think having him underneath there and understanding the character will allow him to play and emote and move in ways. Yeah, I'm all for having him do it. Like, I, I have no qualms about it. I would love to hear the lot like the raw audio of him acting out the lines which i'm sure is what he's doing like i mean dave proust did it when like when he was like doing yes. the, like the darth farmer thing before i want them alive tear this ship apart yeah no i'm all for being in there uh i this episode was a little uh well i do like the majority of it it felt a little referential I'm like oh look it's obi-wan running around a base hiding behind things is he going to turn down that tractor beam yes oh is leia being t- tortured in a Secret base, like by the time like they get around to a new hope, she must be like, "Oh my god, this shit again." Yeah, more torture in the same kind of torture chair that they got Han Solo with. I've already been here. I've done this. I was a girl. How about the shock factor of the uh, the Jedi in their little tomb pods? Do you think those are? Do you think those Jedi, those Force sensitive beings, are dead, or they're being held in like a suspended animation? No, I think they're dead. I think they're like the mosquito in Jurassic Park. They're in amber. Now, do you think that they? They can talk about the like the cloning of the emperor by saying, "Well, we had all this DNA of force sensitive beings that we've preserved." Or are they using it to draw on force powers to like draw Jedi out? I don't know. I just took it as a weird trophy room. Yeah, maybe that's true. maybe it's more than that. But I I just read it as a General Martok. <laughs> Look at what we did. Yeah, fucked them up real good. Yeah, they're all dead. But they have like a young Padawan learner wearing the Padawan helmet. <laughs> that one was hilarious. The show is, like, very big on, like, hey, remember how Darth Vader killed kids? Yeah. We're not going to let you forget that. We're really doubling down yeah. on this dude. He's loves a to, bad man. He loves to kill a child. He just loves to kill. Children especially. There is expertise. Reva dies in this, right? Reva has to die. Um, I don't know. For a show that's all about, or a whole series that's, like, mostly lives in the world of redemption, I... Maybe she's the one who gives Darth Vader the leafy head sculpt injury could be i don't know for a show about redemption she would either need to go with like the greek storytelling version of a hero where she has to like die in a heroic act or get it i don't know 50 50 i i don't have a strong opinion also classic star wars trope they hid something on the ship to track them with so they let them get away yeah yeah this was a kind of a member this kind of what was the name of the pilot that died we were really emotionally attached to that one yeah Everyone's like, oh, he died. We're so sad. I, this was still a good episode, and I'm still, like, I think this show as a whole, we'll see how they stick the landing, because there's only two left, but I think this is um, one of the better Star Wars entries as a whole, like, compared to, like, movies and other TV series yeah. and comics, whatever. This is, def- for me, this is overall like there are definitely faults with it and flaws but there is with a lot of stuff for me this is still ending in the like kind of high tier uh star wars stuff for me i love it i'm all about this little six episode story arc on obi-wan i like that they brought the rebreather back too like remember this yes from uh when he was on naboo yes yeah overall solid uh episode how he held the water back and then pushed it on the other people on the stormtroopers I, that's one of those ones where I was just, where I was just going, I'm not going to think about how this is working. <laughs> no. <laughs> like the force could control uh glass and it's shatter patterns. Okay, sure. Um, well, No, he's just holding it. He's using the force to hold back the water. The glass is failing anyway, but he's using it to hold the water. He's pushing against the glass to hold the water. That's why it's cracking more. I think it was just cracking under the pressure. He's like the flex seal guy that you see late at night throwing the, t- the tape on the, the bucket or the boat they cut in half and they... Flex tape it. Yeah, that's what he's doing. I don't know what you're talking about because I don't watch TV. I don't watch live television. Uh, There you go. People that are listening to the show understand the Flex Seal guy. It's exactly what happened. Unless it's basketball, I'm not watching live television. Yeah, you're probably not getting the Flex Seal guy on basketball games. I'm skipping it. I'm skipping commercials otherwise. All right, that's fair. All right, that's it for Obi-Wan. If I'm trying to keep with the schedule, and I am. We're going to move on from there to 2013's The Wolverine. The extended cut. Yes, the violent one with the four F-bombs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's what you clock it as. All right, we're going to move on to the Wolverine review time. 
I'm the best there is at what I do. But what I do best isn't very nice. It's time for an Editor's Note podcast review. The reason we're talking about the Wolverine this week is promotion has officially begun for Indiana Jones 5, which will, for the first time, not be directed by Steven Spielberg. Instead, being directed by one James Mangold. We've sung the praises of one of his movies before Logan in 2017, I think? Yes. Fuck, I love Logan. I just rewatched that, too. So good. My, my wife was gone for a night, and I said, We're, I'm just going to watch some post-apocalyptic, just badass movies. Had a great time. Watch Mad Max. Watch Logan. Yes. Logan is a great movie. I had a great time that night. I also watched Star Trek. Star Trek, Mad Max, Logan. Had a great night. That's a wonderful night. Man, I love those movies. Uh, but we've sung the praises of Logan before, which might be a little more prevalent to Indiana Jones 5 as we're dealing with an aging hero, mm-hmm. a last gunslinger of sorts. Whipcracker. But the first uh, kind of big action movie that James Mangold did, or at least I think the big first, whatever. Either way, in 2013, he did The Wolverine in a uh, relatively floundering X-Men series. We've had X-Men 1 through 3. First one is boring. The second one is fine the third one is actively bad the fourth one was x-men origins wolverine which is also actively bad come on leave schreiber i like him in that role to be fair of all the things in that movie he's one of my favorites yeah but you also have wade wilson you get a little deadpool action in there awful just awful standing on the end of a nuclear reacting cooler tower yeah yes i know we watched the movie for the show we all agreed it was um insane the opening sequence was cool we're not going back okay we're going forward and then for a film series that was like people kind of revered at the time, they're like, oh, look, this is as good as comic books could get. Now you look at it, you're like, oh, fuck that. Wow. We really were living in the past. They yeah. did make flying cars. And then the Wolverine comes out, which to be fair, of all the X-Men movies, I would maybe the exception of New Mutants, I feel like is the one that gets talked about the least. But, you know, for my money, is probably the second best X-Men movie. The first is Logan. It's Logan and there's no other one. Oh, yeah. That's the best of the X-Men movies. But then I think if you were going to tell, like, what's, you know, give me your top two, because for the sake of this list, I'm ending it too. I think the Wolverine is probably the second best one. Okay. <laughs> it's not a hard agree. It's not a hard disagree. You're just like, yeah, hey, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you yelled at me enough tonight. I'm tired of being <laughs> chastised for no particular reason. You, you enjoying yourself? Yes, I am. Okay, I'm done. You saw me looking. You yes, saw me I eyeing did. your phone and you put it down. Yes, because I saw you <laughs> rearing back to try and slap it out of my hands. Uh, it's game three tonight, kids. Yeah, you're a little on edge. Something I'll say about uh, this movie and also with X Men Origins Wolverine, they do a thing where they just they don't care about the continuity or the lack of continuity, I should say, of his hair. Like, oh, it's the 40s. I guess he still has the same, same hairstyle 60 years later. Don't worry about it. X-Men Origins Wolverine does the same thing. I'm like, oh, look, he has the same hair in every single war. That hair doesn't. That hair does not know time, man. It, it was very different in X-Men Origins Wolverine and in this, but like, they're just like, yeah, whatever. It's the same. It's the yeah. same forever. It bugs me. It's just a minor thing. But we do open up with World War II, and oh, we open with uh, insane... I guess I don't know. I'm not going to weigh in on this. Uh, seems bad, but it won us the war. Um, dropping some nukes. On Nagasaki. Yeah. And you get some seppuku at the beginning. Yeah, why not? Who doesn't love some uh, ritual suicide? Harry Carey. Those are the two, two words, two phrases for it. I know. Seppuku and Harry Carey. I was avoiding a... A bad Cubs joke. <laughs> hi, hi. Hi, fans. Harry Carey here. <laughs> I was avoiding it, and then I did it anyway. When they drop a nuke on your hometown, have a Bud Light. <laughs> but Wolverine grabs his one. Uh, he, he's in a pit. He's having a bad time. Yeah. Why doesn't he just break out of the pit? Because uh, he has bone claws, and it's a metal pit. That's fair. But, but then I guess he gets out anyway. Is it wrong? No, is it wrong that every time after the nuke scene, when you see him and he's like all scarred by the fireball? I laugh at his bald, burnt head. <laughs> silly. Yeah, Wolverine survives a nuclear explosion in this. He saves a man. He's like, hey, get under this metal door. This will definitely stop a nuke. I'm going to stay on top of it. Yeah, except for he would be vaporized. He's a crispy, crispy boy. He's not. Yeah. <laughs> he has a silly bald head. He looks like a steak that I left on the grill too long. Uh, <laughs> it is, it's a wild way to start a movie. Seared flesh. They're like, how strong is Wolverine? Nuke strong. <laughs> Yes, he can withstand. I think it was was it little boy was so was it fat man? I can't remember the name. I of don't that. remember which one landed where. Uh, this movie overall is 
uh, heavily influenced by the four issue first Wolverine solo series uh, written by Chris Claremont with the art by Frank Miller, where they really introduced the idea of Wolverine being a weeaboo. Being a what? A weeaboo. That is someone who is um, obsessed and tries to uh, mimic Japanese culture. Ah. You learned a word tonight. I did. It's like the time I learned that the phrase was not honest engine. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm never getting over that. Nope, me either. <laughs> I felt so bad and saw... <laughs> I don't even remember the context of when that came up. I just was like, honest engine, man. And no, you're like, Did you no, no. S- I just, I'm saying, I don't remember what we were talking about. I don't remember either. I don't, it's fine. But yeah, so we get over our World War II flashback at Wolverine. Um, apparently, after the X Men movies, he's like, I don't want to be here anymore. He goes and lives in the woods. He has a bear for a friend. That's true, until the guy shoots it with an arrow. Uh, but that bear is out of the the comic book miniseries. Oh. Like, he, he like has respect for the bear, and they fight each other a bunch, and like they dive <laughs> off cliffs just for funsies. Yeah, like a sparring bear partner. Yeah, he does. He has a bear friend. Good for him. But his bear friend gets poisoned. Yeah. While Wolverine has his like big old hearty beard and hippie hair. Yeah, living in the woods, having hallucinations of Jean Grey because of his vow to not hurt anybody ever again. That lasts about five minutes into a bar fight. I love that fight. There's so much of this, like, that just, for a movie that, I mean, maybe you could have said, you know, do this closer up leading up to the release of Indiana Jones or for its 10-year anniversary, which is next year. I say no, do it now. Yes, because you're like, well, it's going to be an easy thing to do during the finals. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Yeah. I love in that bar, like, he's arguing, he's, like, being very aggressive and, like, uh, talking about, like, being a shitty hunter and, like, poisoning this bear and stuff. And this guy just fucking glasses him with a bottle. Oh, bottles his, bottles the shit out of his face. I, lo- I love the effect of, like, the glass pieces, like, his healing factor just kicking them out. And he's just kind of grabbing them. Like, huh. That hurt. <laughs> That's a really cool effect. And yes. It's just over- this movie also does a very good job of being like, you know who's cool? Wolverine's pretty cool. He can do anything. I do, man. That's such a good effect where that glass just comes out of the face, though. Yeah, though they do a good job with his healing effects in this movie. And then we get introduced to Yukio. 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 Yoshi. Yukio. Oh, Yukio. She's got a sword. Yes. Gonna cut up some motherfuckers. Mm, slice, slice. In the comics, she has a thing for Wolverine and a thing for Storm. Good for her. Yeah. You love who you love. The red hair is a new thing. She uh, she's more of a. Uh, because she was introduced in the 80s, so she was more of like a leather punk oh, okay. in the um, 80s. But, you know, it's not the 80s anymore. No, it's not. So she, not she just gets a Hasn't cool... Hasn't been the 80s for 40 years. <laughs> gets a cool sword and a... That's also depressing as hell. <laughs> a fun haircut. God, the 80s were 40 years ago. Ugh. But she's like, hey, I work for Yoshida. You might remember him. Oh, yeah, he's the guy who held a metal door over <laughs> yeah, during a nuclear a explosion. Yeah, He's dying. He wants to say goodbye to you. He's like, I'm not going over It's there. shocking that he didn't have more health complications until now. It's like, no, no, come say goodbye. So Wolverine goes over to Japan. They're like, you look like a bear hobo. <laughs> yeah, clean yourself up. All right, fine. It's like when um, in Die Another Day when James Bond swims into the Hong Kong hotel and then needs a haircut. Or in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull when Indiana Jones also deals with a nuclear weapon. It's true. But he goes and he meets Yoshida. He's like, all right, why am I here? Goodbye forever. He's like, oh, hey, would you like to die? Yeah, I'd like to trade places with you. I'll take away uh, your healing factor, and I can live forever. Also, uh, here's my hot granddaughter. Yeah, don't fall in love with her. She's like, I would never love that bear hobo. Guess what? He's like, or I'm going to look pretty cool in this movie. Look how (laughs) jacked I am, Hugh Jackman. Oh, my. Especially in that one scene. Jesus Christ. How much protein do you think he intook? I remember talking about this movie. that He said that like he called The Rock. He's like, how do I just get as huge as possible? And like he was just like I'm eating ble- like just cabbage and blended chicken, and then just working out six hours a day. It was like nine meals a day of just like pure protein, <laughs> and then working out like just building muscle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he talked to the Rock for this movie. And the Rock is a large dude. <laughs> yeah, well, so is Hugh Jackman in this movie. I know, like we huge jacked man. Yes, I know. I said that before. <laughs> anyway, uh, something that I think is funny about this is we have a bunch of ninjas, but because. Uh, and this is, again, based off that uh, Claremont and Miller run. But because it's not a Marvel movie, they can't call them the hand. So they call them, like, the black something. Yeah. The black... wasn't the black hand. It was, like, the black knight. Something like yeah. that. But, yeah. Uh, it's the hand. They just can't call it the hand. Because they can't. No. We get introduced to Viper, who I don't particularly like in this movie. 
she's a little bit mustache twirling. Yeah, and then um, like skin peeling, hissing, spitting venom in like that uh, dinosaur from Jurassic Park. Yes, like the dinosaur from Jurassic Park. You're right. She probably does the least for. I mean, I also guess um, Yoshida does, doesn't do a ton for me because I think what this movie act- does a really good job of is with it most of its at least like name worthy villains and heroes they do a good job of not saying like this person is oh they're just evil or they're just this like harada like he that dude's all over the place and not like in a inconsistent way like i think in i think in a realistic way of like that dude's just like i'm gonna be a super cool archer over here for this but ooh, i learned new information so now my allegiance has changed and oh i learned a little bit more information so my allegiances will change yet again like i th- i think it does a good job of balancing not just being like this is you know a white hat this is a black hat mm-hmm. uh whatever um harada dies they go to a funeral the yakuza are there <laughs> the fucking yakuza <laughs> And that leads to uh, one of the coolest action scenes ever. Where he just beats the shit out of ninjas. Well, there's. I was talking, I guess I was skipping ahead a little bit, but they just fight on a bullet train. Yes. On the outside of it. Which, again, sounds like a movie that's coming up called Bullet Train starring um, no, Br- Bradford Pitley. Brad, Brad Pitt. Bradford Pitley. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> but no, bullet, bullet train fight. Fun. Also kind of reminiscent of the bullet train sequence from Mission Impossible, the first Mission Impossible movie. I know, um, I remember, I haven't watched these, I don't usually rewatch special features, but I remember Wolverine, or no, Wolverine, Jesus Christ, uh, Hugh Jackman of the special features talking about that, he's like, yep, uh, watching uh, my jowls fly on that really uh, told me where I was physically, <laughs> just with how much like the wind was moving against him. Yes. But that fight is incredible. I especially love that kill, it's a little bit before the bullet train, like where this dude's like trying to break down a door and he just sticks his claws out and the dude just runs straight into the claws. Yeah. Shing. That's awesome. Such a good kill. By the way, uh, James Mangold did 310 to Yuma before the Wolverine, so he had done an action flick before this. Oh, I like that movie too. It's a good movie. Yes. Anyway. Uh, Wolverine, you know, gets he wins a fight, but then he gets uh, also uh, gets laid. Good for him. He was also a co-writer on Oliver and Company, that 1988 Disney movie. Also... I remember liking it as a child. Anyway, sorry. Whatever. Uh, he goes to bed with Mariko, who in the comics he was going to get married to. They sent off um, invitations and everything, and Wolverine was in a kimono, and it's uh, weird looking. And then she called yeah. it off because of mind control, I think. Mm. I think Mr. Was it Mr. Sinister? Who knows? I don't remember. I don't know. So many superheroes to keep track of, and so little time to keep track of them in. But then Viper you know, puts a robot spider in his chest. Yes, on his heart that's slowly sucking his life force away. Leading to also one of the weirdest cool scenes in the whole movie when he performs surgery on himself. Oh, okay. That's why we're bringing it up. Yeah. Because um, this is not a comic book thing. This is just a thing for the movie. Yukio can uh, tell when you're going to die. Yeah, she can foretell your death. And she says, I see you dying with your heart in your hands. Let's flash forward a movie. Yes, he... Dies holding Laura's hand. Yes. Which James Mangold said, like, yes, that was intentional, like dying with his heart in his hands. Yeah. And he also... And also, what a great line when he dies. I forgot about it. It was so good. Just going like, oh, that's what that feels like. Yes. So good. Also, he died with Patrick Stewart's heart in his hand, too. Uh, Yeah, whatever. He pulls that spider out of his hand, and he has to go um, fight Yoshida the Jr. What I love about that fight is, uh, one, jacked as all hell. Oh, God. It's just... The beast. Just how he stands up and just like, look how big I am. Look at how broad I am. <laughs> I take up. They needed the wide aspect ratio in this film for me. But I think it's so interesting about that fight is, you know, he's getting just slashed with the sword up and down. Like, mm. he doesn't win that fight. Like, if it was a normal fight, his ass would have lost 17 times over. But they, that's the scene where they just go, no, you're the Terminator. You are unstoppable. Yeah. Like, you're going to get sliced across the abdomen and keep walking. He's going to cut out a kidney. He's going to stab you fully through the chest. He's going to cut you across the face. And you just, you are an unstoppable machine. What kind of monster are you? I mean, yeah. It's like, that guy's just like, I have literally done everything I can to win this fight. I have dealt multiple killing blows. And this dude just keeps coming. He will not stop. So you can say like, you know, Wolverine, bad fighter. Just always throwing haymakers because he just doesn't think he can die, but. Then you just see a scene like that. He's just like, I will not stop. Yeah. I mean, it's It's very cool. Yeah. Kills him. Mariko's kidnapped. Goes to save her. Fights a bunch of ninjas again. Chucks those bastards through a snowblower. 
<laughs> yes, he does. Which is also one of my greatest fears is a snowblower accident. Those were, um, as we watched the extended edition, those were not included in the theatrical cut. No, they but, were not. <laughs> but I do enjoy the, um, my favorite kill in there is like one ninja, one of the black clan or whatever, goes through it and all the blood and guts are being sprayed and it hits another ninja on a roof. And it's just so much. The guy's like, whoa! He, just <laughs> falls. <laughs> he falls over because it's so slippery. Well, Slash, I mean, he's being blasted with just yes. blood and guts. <laughs> and he just falls over incredible stuff and then something that's very silly to uh, this is literally a difference between the two cuts like uh wolverine jumps on top of this big like ice move or whatever it is and he grabs the cigar and he blows it up and he takes like one puff on it and he throws it away oh, that, so iconic that was just there to look cool also was not in the theatrical cut like they had to add the cigar just to the unrated version cool guys <laughs> don't look at explosions zach well cool guys don't smoke in unrated movies if you're a PG-13 movie, you ain't smoking, baby. Nope. Unless you're on fire from a nuclear weapon. So I think it's very funny that... <laughs> I'd like to point out he smoked earlier in the movie. His flesh was smoking. I do think it's funny that they had to... There was a cigar version and then a non-cigar version of that sh- shot. Still, one of the best cameos in an X-Men movie ever was when he was in first class. Smoking. Yeah. Just a few years earlier. I forgot to mention that in my recap of X-Men movies. Whatever. Yeah. Charles Xavier here. Go fuck yourself. Uh, then much in the Frank Miller art style, he's filled with arrows, he's taken down, and then they show him in a shirt in the next scene, and, uh, nary a hole to be seen. No, no (laughs) holes in his shirt. Despite being shot by about 30 arrows. King Leonidas is like, I even had less arrows and I had more holes in me. It was just, maybe it would be distracting to see, like, a shirt just, like, riddled with holes, but it was just like, that's weird. It's a very durable shirt. (laughs) Not a single single puncture wound on it. No, it's a good. I want a shirt like that, just to last. Viper tries to steal his mutant powers unsuccessfully. Yeah, then he has to fight the Silver Samurai, and this is where I do think the movie takes a turn for the worse. Yeah, and it was a, just a really shitty surprise plot twist. Oh, like he has to fight a fifteen foot tall robot, and the CGI is not that great. No, he he likes to flip in the air, do little spins. Yes. You can't, if you're going to jump down a story, you got to spin three times. Dissipation of energy, stuff like that. And even the rules of it doesn't matter. He's like, Wolverine's like, oh, that's right, a samurai sword. You have to hold it with two hands to make it set on fire, except, except Silver for Samurai is just like, whatever, don't care, one hand on fire, boom, boom. Yeah, it's also red hot adamantium that can cut through other adamantium. Figure that out. I do like his claws getting cut off is shocking. It is very shocking. And getting the little drills inside of him, like, and we, this is how we're going to get your mutant powers. Drills inside your broken bones. Yeah, bone marrow transplant. That l- look, it looks painful. Yes. Well, everything that happens to him always looks painful. <laughs> like, hey, Name me cool. one pleasurable thing that ever happens to Wolverine in a movie. Earlier with Mariko. Okay, so outside of that, what other nice things ever happened to him in these movies? I know, the America one's pretty good. Yes, it is. But she's she's mo- easy on the eyes. Most of the time, he's getting mutilated in some fashion or form. Yeah. Chops some wood at one point. He does. Like, pretty jacked there, too. <laughs> I don't think there's a scene in this film where he's not massive. Whatever, fights the Silver Samurai. Oh, look, it's Yoshida. Surprise, he wasn't dead all along. I love the, you told me to come here to say goodbye. So sayonara, motherfucker. He didn't say motherfucker. I wish he did, but still. Saying, uh, that line is so cornball. But it would be better if he said sayonara, motherfucker. <laughs> Whatever, it works. It's it's very silly how he kills him. Yeah. Then he goes and he makes out with Mariko some more. He flies off in a private jet, and in a deleted scene, um, he's given his traditional costume. But but they never explain how he gets his claws back. I just, my headcanon is that Magneto goes, we're just going to take a little off the top and spread it over them again. Oh, okay. There you go. That's my headcanon. In your mind's eye? I don't know why that's your thing. That's uh, Sometimes I just jump on a theme for a show, and I'm sticking with it. Yeah, and as you mentioned, uh, Magneto is in this movie in a post-credit scene where they're setting up Days of Future Past, and uh, Charles Xavier comes back because he put himself into his twin, who's an identical twin and not a old lady, like in uh, New X-Men 121 that we talked about earlier. You're not the only one with gifts, Logan. You know what I love about this, though? And I don't think any other movie has done this, and it doesn't really matter because I've kind of stopped buying movies because they're all on streaming now. Yeah. Instead of having to, like, fast forward to the credits, it's like in this movie, it's a specific chapter, so you can just hit that next button, and boom, you're there. I thought you have to sit through many credits to get there. Either way, I like it. Yeah. 
Oh, I also love his last scene when he's talking to Jean because Jean keeps on popping up. She's like, yeah, Logan, you should probably die because I'm alone in heaven. And, you know, we could do stuff we couldn't do on Earth. Like bone. But then in the end, like, she's like, I'm all alone here. And he's just sitting there after this big fight with the silver samurai and like uh, Yukio and Mariko are just standing around and he's just talking to this like light. So is that just in his head or are they just like both looking down at him as he's talking to nothing? <laughs> I think it's funnier if he's just talking to nothing. You were, yes. You were hurting people, Gene, and they're just like, who the fuck is Gene? Who is he talking to? Gene? What the fuck? No, those Gene shorts are hurting me. I can't go with you. He's like, who are you talking? Uh, he has head trauma. Get him to a hospital. Yes, seriously. He's talking to nothing. And also, mm. <laughs> there's a light coming from nowhere. It's called the sun, Zach. It's the middle of the night. It's called the moon, Zach. <laughs> reflected sunlight. It is. Very brightly reflected sunlight. Uh, but I thought that was a little silly. And then Yukio's like, I'm going to go with you wherever. And then we never see her again. <laughs> yeah. That lasted long. He's probably like, I need to go find my bear friend. It's dead, but, you know, I need to bury it. Oh, bear friend. I had, a, I had an FM radio out there. Yeah. Where's he getting his batteries? He's like the North Pond Hermit from Maine. Remember that guy? Yes, I remember him. Yeah. He's living his best life. Stealing, being in the woods. The action scenes of this movie are incredible. I overall like the story. There's something... I know that some people, like, they like going to X-Men movies just as you're like, ooh, let's see the different, like, our range of different powers. And this one's a little bit more focused, but I think this is... Well, it, was, it was part of a run of they're they trying to create individual movies for each of the X-Men, like standalones. Yeah, that was the idea for half a second. It didn't really work out. out. Didn't pan out. But re- like, really, this is like top tier between like this and Logan and First Class, like those kind of like top tier X-Men movies. This is definitely one of the best. Uh, it doesn't, I feel like it doesn't get talked about a lot, but it's also a good view into like James Mangold as a director and you know, it, it gives me hope around Indiana Jones. Like, I think it probably took a lot for Spielberg to say, I shouldn't do this and to hire someone else. Yeah. And given what he did with Logan and given what he did with this, I I have hope. I, I'm not going to guarantee it's going to be good, but I'm at least hopeful because, I, you know, we've seen him deliver some really solid action adventure movies. Fuck it. Bring on Indiana Jones 5. Yes. I'm all about it. I think it'll be good. I think we've seen, again, with Logan, what he can do with that old action hero character. And I think it's, no, I think it's going to be really good. I mean, he's made some solid, solid movies. So I think also with Steven Spielberg, Steven Spielberg is trusting you with that franchise. It's because you're going to do a good job. Moving on to letters. Lot of questions, number one. Damn few answers. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. Make it so. Hey, if you want to ask us your own questions, you can send them into editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. We'll answer them here, live, on the air. And then be edited down later to take out things like blank spaces, ums, or trying to get Jared's attention away from his phone. <laughs> oh, I caught it! Huzzah! Oh, there we go. All I right. use the force. Terrible. Question of the week. Brought to you by you, no, the no. listener. Uh, Hello Fresh. Hello Fresh. If you want 10% off your first month, uh, fuck it. No, we don't have we don't have ads. No. <laughs> what is HelloFresh? I don't know. It's like one of the cooking ones. I skip every ad in every podcast. I oh. don't know anything. Shattered, your pictures, but they're glass or something, I think. So I think you should follow up on that email about being advertisement. Yeah. Anyway. Which superhero smells the worst? <laughs> swamp thing. <laughs> it smells like a swamp. Yeah. You know, the, the, uh, no, it's a, um, not swamp thing. Oh, swamp thing is a comic character yeah he probably smells pretty bad um man thing the toxic avenger that's gonna be a tough one to top um yeah because he's literally garbage how about that pull by the way toxie that was a movie yeah it was it was a number of movies there's a new one coming up starring peter dinklage what yeah wow it's back baby lloyd kaufman um i think man thing would be a pretty bad one he's like swamp thing but he has a penis for a face wow wolverine would generally smell yeah i mean bad. tell me how he doesn't smell bad yes he's he's tr- literally made of trash and toxic waste yeah. yes he would smell pretty bad early marvel speedster the wizard would probably smell pretty bad that's because all he does is pee right he runs real fast because of his mongoose blood transfusion oh but why are they i'm saving that one for weird comics facts oh well, th- i think you just kind of <laughs> used it no I'm using it again uh who else would smell really bad that deathlock would he's just all rotting flesh Mm, yeah how could he not smell bad if he's just rotting flesh 
Does it have to be a hero or just any comic character? It said superhero. Do a what you superhero. Want. The fly. He smell bad. He looks bad. He's ugh. Are you talking about the Jeff Goldblum movie? Yeah. Or the nineteen sixties Steve Ditko creation. Let's go with both. Shut up. Yes. <laughs> uh I feel like I feel like the thing would smell bad. I don't know if he would. He's just rock. Yeah, but like like smelly rock. Like sulfur. <laughs> you think he's made of sulfur? <laughs> well, maybe certain parts are made of sulfur. Is he all one rock? Or does he have like multiple different types of rock formations? You know, I think a lot of these guys would smell really terrible. Like for the people who have like top to bottom like spandex suits, like yeah, those things don't breathe. You are just going to be a pile of like disgusting sweat. Like Spider Man is covered head to toe. You stink. You smell. Well, no, awful. they're not in leather. It's like it's not latex. You're. St- it's still spandex can breathe. I don't know. I think it's a. Uh, Although it's... the suit does ride up in the crotch a little bit sometimes. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, anyone with a head-to-toe costume, I think you're going to smell bad. I think Iron Man probably smells bad. He's encased in metal and he's sweating. Unless he's got air conditioning in there. He probably has some form of air conditioning. Every time you take off a boot, you just have to turn it inside out because like, all the sweat's just coming it's down. It's just dripping out of it. Ugh, yeah, anyone who has yeah head-to-toe costume is going to reek. Yeah, Batman in that. Batman has got the, the vinyl suit. He's just trapping it in. Glob Herman from the X-Men. I fight crime in a rubber suit. Look at look up Glob Herman. Really seals in the flavor. He's going to smell awful. What about Pace Pop Pete? No, he's fine. He's gooing everything. He's got goo on everything. He's not covering himself up with it, though. No, but he's, he still smells. It emanates from him. The Ninja Turtles are going to smell. They live in a sewer. Yeah, they're turtles. They're just, turtles are yeah. smelly. Everything about them is just unpleasant yeah. to the senses. Uh, so splinter because he's a sewer rat that's true awful yeah. yeah there you go it's catching in the musk of his hair the wolf man he probably smells bad yeah but a lot of the fur based characters because they're running around doing things like yeah i mean tigra she's running around sure she's in a bikini but she's also just covered in fur what about groot groot probably like if he smells like a cat's bruise like cat pee yeah, he's just all flora yeah i think they all smell terrible is what we've learned yeah there's Bla- no fresh smelling <laughs> black widow running around just in a tight leather cat suit there is there is no fresh maybe thor thor probably smells good i guess depending on his costume if he's just like you know arms are open getting some airflow in there yeah. he's probably fine deadpool deadpool probably smells really bad yeah he looks bad smells bad mm. i tell you this is an unhygienic group do you think the predator smells bad Yes, I do think the predator smells bad. Okay, just check. Like he, he can't smell good. I don't know what his hygiene routine is, but I he's, can't imagine yeah, it's frequent. It's not very. I mean, he's in the wild, killing and eating things. He's and... there for the the hunt and the prey. Mm, he is. Well, this episode's gone longer than I cared to do. All right. Well, there we go. <laughs> so, well, if you enjoyed the show, go to patreoncom slash comics. A dollar a month gets you the day. The day it gets you a day. Just a day. You have a day. How about this? It gets you the show the day we record it. Plus, you get access to stuff behind the paywall. So you can be on top of the show and on top of the times with a timely day of podcast. Mm-hmm. Also, if you want to send your letters in to letters to the editors, email us, editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. And you can also uh, help us out by rate, review, and subscribing to the show. And you can find Zach on Gosh, social media. Right. Zach's on the social medias on Twitter at Editors Note Comics. And I'm not on the rest. No, you're not. You're there, too. I don't know what you do. I'm on Twitter, at Junior Rich. I had a great Twitter question last week that didn't get any, it got minimal engagement, and I was upset about it. What are your Mount Rushmore Prices Right games? What are the top four games on the Prices Right? But I can't interact with you on this, because you've never seen the Prices Right. I have no idea. Is that like the Plinko thing? Yeah, Plinko would be one of those games. Okay, I don't know any other one. Uh, there's I think there's I a said, big wheel? But that's, that's the showcase showdown. That's how you get to the final round. Uh, they what, yell at you in the audience. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, that they're works. yelling out prices. Uh, I think I said mine were Plinko, Cliffhangers, Hole in One or Two, and what was my fourth game that I had on there that I really, really liked? I can't remember. I, I can't help you with this. No, they're they're fantastic pricing games. Now I got to know. I got to remind myself uh, what my what my top four games were. I got to go back in time. Oh my god. Oh yeah, Plinko Dice Game. I forgot about Dice Game, Cliffhangers, and Hole in One. All right, we'll be back next week. Uh, Miss Marvel and Obi-Wan. Bye, everybody. And Biggin'.